All right, welcome back to the Attack of the Bee Movies podcast. Halloween, Menagerie, Zoo, Challenge. I don't even know what to call it because there's a lot of movies I got to do here. Um, <laughs> last week we talked about terror or trilogy, trilogy of Terror. Not last week, yesterday. Today, actually, I recorded it the same day. Trilogy of Terror, which included two somewhat kind of okay ones and then one scary as shit one. Uh, that was from 1975, made for TV. This time we are not in 1975. We are not on a made-for-TV movie, although it really should have been because this movie, uh, I don't know. I, I, I was asked if I would do this one, and it's a movie that if it wasn't for the namesake, it'd probably be okay. So this time we're heading out to 1982. The movie was released on October 22nd. It has a runtime of 98 minutes. It is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. It was directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. It was produced by Deborah Hill and one of my all-time favorites, John Carpenter. Written by Tommy Lee Wallace, same the same guy that directed it. Starred Tom Aiken, Stacey Nelkin, Daniel Hurley. Um, those are the, you know, the main ones. Uh, the production company, oddly enough, was Dino De Laurentiis. I only say that because my wife watches Giada De Laurentiis and it's his granddaughter. So, this, so we all know the Halloween movie, right? We're talking Michael Myers. We're talking uh, his sister, um, not Jodie Foster. Um, I, I can't think of her. I picture her. I can't think of her name right now. This movie has absolutely not a goddamn thing to do with it. In fact, this movie doesn't include Michael Myers. So <laughs> this movie is doesn't include Michael Myers. This movie is... Um, it, it, it features... Um, it's not even a slasher film. It, it features witchcraft as a theme, hence the thing, the the, um, the season of the witch. It 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 features more. Uh, let's see. There's there's aspects of science fiction, and it goes towards Irish or Celtic like fairy tales even. Um, so they made two movies, and then for whatever reason they said, hey, you know what, Car John Carpenter and uh, Deborah Hill were like, hey, you know what. I think we should branch out. Now, I give them credit because it's kind of a bold move, right? Because now you're like, okay, I'm not going to deal with um, Michael Myers. We, we've done that already. Let's move on. That's like the Far Cry games. Like, if any of you are gamers, Far Cry 1 came out, and you're, you're on this island, and there's, it's like the island of Dr. Moreau. It's like these do evil doctors and scientists making all these, like, creatures, right? And then Far Cry 2 comes out, and there's nothing remotely like that in it, and you're just hunting a drug dealer, not a drug dealer, a weapons dealer. And then the third one comes out, and it's even more bizarre, and has not, and like none of them had any tie-in. So that's what they were trying to do here. They're like, well, let's just call these Halloween movies and just, you know, release them around Halloween. And it, they figured that any of these would be, a lot, would be good enough to make, um, to make their own sequels, which... I get it. Um, it. It's definitely something I think would have... It's a bold move, but it, it fans were pissed because Michael Myers wasn't in it. The, um, the critics didn't like it. There was definitely less uh, violence and blood in it than the other movies. Um, there's still some pretty gruesome deaths. So anyway, let me, let me get started. So... It was released October 22nd, and the movie takes place October 23rd. Uh, it's about a shop, a shop, or not about, but... So, there's a shop owner that owns this, like, shop along, uh, I think it's northern uh, California. 
And he's on his way to a gas station, and he's getting chased by men in business suits. And um, you don't really know who they are. And he, uh, he in his hand, is carrying a silver shamrock, silver shamrock jack-o'-lantern mask is what it's called. And uh, he gets to the ga- this gas station, and he's freaked out, and I think he's injured and everything else. And the, So the gas station attendant, this guy Walter, says, all right, let's go. Let me take you to the hospital. We'll see what's going on. This guy's rambling. He's clutching this mask. And, while, and the guy's saying, um, they're going to kill us all. They're going to kill us all. So they get to the, uh, the hospital, and they put him in the care of Dan Chalice, a doctor, who's played by Tom Atkins. And then um, the, they, they commit him to the hospital, and the doctor leaves, and later that night, one of the suit, suit men with suits on enters Harry's hotel, hospital room, hotel room, <laughs> hospital room, and he kills him. He finishes the job, and he goes to his car, and he, uh, well, see, this is where it gets interesting. So he kills himself. Um as a sacrifice. Let's just put it that way, basically. He, he sacrifices. He, 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 you know. So the next morning, uh, the daughter of Harry Grimbridge heads over to the hospital. Or she shows up at the hospital. She's got to identify the remain, remains. And um, the doctor, Dan, and Ellie decide, you know, Ellie's a Grim, Grimbridge's daughter, by the way, decide, you know, something's not right. We need to investigate this further. Because for some reason... The doctor would be the one doing the investigating. So they start following some leads, and they start going through. They end up in another small California town. And there's a, um, basically, the mask is the lead, right? Silver Shamrock. So they go to this, this motel, and they're talking to the, the, I think he's the, I think he's the manager of the place, actually, because it's so small. And the manager tells them, oh, yeah, Silver Shamrock Novelties. It's in, it's in the town, and the owner is Connell Cochran. And they produce these, you know, the town's prosperous because of these guys, and these, these latex masks are so, so, um, you know, popular. They're so, they're selling so much, it's amazing. So they sign in, and as they're signing in on the motel, um, what are those called, ledgers? Ledgers, I guess we'll call it. They they noticed that the father had stayed there in that same motel. So then they look and they see other shop owners listed. One named Marge Gutman, one named Buddy Kupfer, and um, Buddy's wife actually and, and son are all there too. And uh, they have obviously business. They have company business, right? They're they're shop owners and they they're going to see the uh, factory or talk about making a deal. So. Now we flash forward again, and um, what's his name? Uh, Marge Gutman is examining the. It's not the. It, she has um, a, a silver sh- a shamrock button, and she sees that there's like a little microchip on the back of it. And she's not sure what it is, and for some reason, you know, she decides, oh, we're gonna poke this with a hairpin. Uh, hairpin, for those who don't know, women use them. The um, they're black and they look. They're like a paperclip for hair, kind of, really. So Marge decides to poke this thing with a hairpin, and news of the accident spreads, and people go to try to help out and see what's going on. And uh, a van pulls up, and a group of men with lab coats 
jump out, and they take Mark's body away. So they're not sure what's going on. And so the next morning, uh, it's I mean, it's really suspicious, right? So next morning, there's supposed to be a tour of the factory. So Chalice and Ellie are there um, along with the, the family, the Kupfers. And as they're there, they see that Grimbridge's car is there. Harry's car is at the factory still. And it's guarded by men wearing suits. So that's clearly suspicious. So they get back to the hotel, and Dan Chalice and Ellie are like, hey, we got to call the cops. we got to call somebody. So then they find out that... Um, the phones only make local calls. Anytime they try calling for help outside of the town, nothing, it, it, it won't go through. So in the meantime, Ellie gets kidnapped by the men in suits, and she's taken to this fact, to the, back to the factory. So clearly something is going on here that's not on the up and up. No one really knows yet what, but they, uh, they're going to find out soon. So Dan Chalice chases them down, and he finds that they're at the factory. He breaks into the factory, and um, as he, after he breaks in, he finds out that the men in suits aren't men, but they're robots, androids, that, androids actually, not robots. I mean, robots, eh, I guess androids, whatever, robots, androids, that Cochran had created. So Chalice now, so now he finds this out. He gets captured, and um, the Cochran character, in classic James Bond movie style, tells him his entire his entire purpose, that he is planning on sacrificing any, sacrificing any children wearing the mask, and um, it will bring, it'll resurrect an ancient form of witchcraft. The microchips in the mask contain a fragment, <laughs> this is, because it wasn't far-fetched already, so the, micro, the microchips can contain a fragment of Stonehenge. So when the com a commercial plays for the company, it activates the it activates the um, the microchip, which sends out a signal and it, sw it summons um, a swarm of uh, bugs and snakes and just nasties, and it'll kill them the ma person wearing the mask and anybody nearby. So uh, keep in mind now, there's the, the family in there, and um, she, he to demonstrate to show Chalice uh, he means business, he. Um, has the son of the Kupfers wearing the mask in front of a TV, and then the music starts to play, and he starts trying to take the mask off, and he can't, and it gets covered in snakes and, and insects, and it, it kills the kid and the family. It kills them all. So Chalice breaks free in typical James Bond fashion, not using laser cuffs or anything, and he escapes through a ventilation shaft, because clearly in movies, ventilation shafts, especially in the 80s, were the way to go. <clears throat> in real life, it's damn near impossible because ventilation shafts aren't that big. But I digress. So he rescues um, he rescues Ellie, and he's in the rafters of the factory, and uh, Cochran's there, and the employees are there. So what he does is uh, <clears throat> he takes a, he takes the microchips and he dumps them on everybody, and then he plays the commercial. So the insects and snakes come and they. They kill. They they kill everybody and they destroy the factory. So Ellie and Chalice are walking away. They get in the car and they're driving away. And then uh, suddenly Ellie starts attacking Chalice, which now he realizes, holy shit, this is an Ellie. This is an android Cochran made to replace Ellie. So he doesn't know what happened to to Ellie. He crashes the car and he, there's a fight that they get in a fight and he decapitates the android with um 
the tire iron. So he um he gets to the gas station or he he gets to a gas station and he calls television stations and he's like, "Listen, do not play this commercial. It don't just don't play the commercial." And he's telling him what's what could happen. And he persuades them to take it off of, um, so they, they say there's three channels, one, two, and three. He gets them to take it off of channels one and two, but not channel three. And as he's yelling at the phone, the commercial begins to play on the TV that's in front of him at the station. And um, he's screaming more and more and more, saying, please stop playing it, please stop playing it. And um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, we never really find out if Ellie's dead. I would assume she is. They never really say it. And, uh... How many people would have died watching the commercial on three, one on three stations? They don't really say. You could obviously clearly see why this movie was not well-received after Halloween 1 and 2, right? No Michael Myers. It's not a splatter film. I mean, but in its defense, had they not given it the Halloween name, had they just called it Season of the Witch, I think this would have been a much better-received film. Because I honestly think that the bulk of the problem with the... The reception of it was that it it just didn't have the um, it, it, people expected something different, right? So, um, interestingly enough, the masks at the time also a little background information on the movie production wise. The masks were created by Don Post of um, Don Post Studio. Oh, I'm sorry, Post Studios. Don Post. So back in the day, you had Don Post masks, and then you had. Um, other cheaper ones. The Don Post masks were fantastic. I mean, they were re- they were expensive, though. Uh, the movie was pretty much filmed in one town in California. It was filmed in a uh, factory for a food fa- a food company factory, Familiar Foods, I believe it is. And um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, they recruited Briti- a science fiction writer, a British guy named Nigel Neal who I've heard of before. Uh, he was the writer and creator of Quartermass. And, they, you know, later on, it, it's people have been interviewed about this and everything. Um, uh, Neil said how he didn't, the script did not include just horror for horror's sake, which explains a lot of why there's not, you know, the same um, blood and gore we saw in the other ones. I mean, they really tried to make a smarter film, I guess. And, the, I, I think the over, overall, they wanted to make a series of films called... Uh, their mistake was saying they wanted to name them all Halloween and have them all different, right? Like, they wanted to make a series of feature films, but do it in a way that the Twilight Zone series was, where you'd have every episode was different. They never tied together. Incidentally, if you haven't seen the Twilight Zone, some of the best writing ever for horror and sci-fi, hands down. Better twist than anything you've ever seen. And honestly, Rod Serling standing there smoking a cigarette, fantastic. No, I, that guy was cool. I mean, cigarette aside, that guy was cool. So, um, yeah, it's just not. I don't. I didn't think it was a bad film as a kid. I, I still don't think it's a bad film, but it's definitely not. You know, Halloween or Halloween Two. Uh, I I just wish they hadn't called it Halloween. If they had just said Season of the Witch, like origins or it begins or or something it would have been better or better received anyway so anyways that is another episode of our halloween themed 
special October for all movies. <laughs> October for all. What the hell am I saying? Anyways, thanks for listening. Um, you know what? Get these and check them out during the season, right? While we're while I'm doing this, while you're re- listening to this, get get your hands on these and try some of them out. Because most of them are have some redeeming quality. I mean, there's probably ones on here that you think would be horseshit. I mean, don't get me wrong. Even I admit that some of the movies I like are horrible. So, but I would say uh, give it a shot. And uh, also, if you like what you're hearing, please, you know, shoot me a message on Facebook. Say, hey, we appreciate it. Um, to, or go to the website. You know, listen on the website. There's, and I'm sorry there's ads there, but I'm trying. I, I need to find a way to pay for the hosting. I mean, this is a side thing, and I, I would love for it to be, like, you know, not a side thing, but what can you do? So, anyways, I appreciate all the support, and I hope you uh, enjoyed it, and I hope you check out Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. <laughs>